0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, September 13th. That means today happens to be the birthday of Brother Houston Barnett, so we want to wish Brother Houston a happy birthday and trust and pray that he's blessed of the Lord as well as you are also. Amen. Well, this is Wednesday, that means we're headed to prayer meeting time, and so I hope that you're making plans, hope you have been all day, all week, amen, making plans to be in the Lord's house tonight. We will be gathering here at the Island Ford Baptist Church at 7 p.m. tonight. We're located at 1415 Island Ford Road, right here in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'll be making that announcement again at the close of the broadcast. Lord willing, I will be here tonight, and then my wife and I and Miss Courtney are leaving out after services tonight, headed towards Virginia. So pray for us on that trip, that the Lord would bless and help and have his way. Well, I've got a couple of good songs queued up right here, one by the Miller family and one by the Shepherd family. All right, we're looking again in the Scripture, Ruth chapter number three. We began this chapter on yesterday's program and we're actually going to finish it on today's program. We're going to read verses 3 through 13. This is a short chapter. Really, it's a short book, but uh, this is a short chapter, and action moves quickly. We talked about this chapter as the chapter of expectation, and we are dealing with the the guiding hand. And now we're looking at the glowing hope today and the generous help that is offered to Ruth. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live in the studios of WSOF Radio and Light and Truth Radio Network. And amen. Well, let me bring you up to uh, up to speed on the book of Ruth as we've been studying the book of Ruth, and uh, bring you up to date. I guess would be the right way to say that, and then get ready to read in our text. Uh, but we've looked at Ruth chapter number one. We called that the chapter of immigration, and then chapter number two, we called the chapter of education, where Ruth learned to trust. And now in chapter number three, we're in what we call the chapter of expectation, amen. This is where Ruth learned the task, what she needed to do in order to place herself under the auspices and under the care of Boaz, amen. And uh, as I've looked at this chapter, I've broken it down into three parts. We looked at the first one already, and I preached to you yesterday on the guiding hand, how that Naomi encouraged Ruth uh, to go to Boaz and offer herself to Boaz. Now, uh, we're going to look at the second part, verse number 7 of chapter number 3. That first part dealt with verses 1 through 6 where Naomi gave her the advice. And then, of course, Ruth did not uh, argue with that. Ruth had uh, agreed to that and said she would do all that Naomi told her to do. Now we're in what I call the section that's called the glowing hope. Verses 7 through 13, we see the glowing hope. The Bible said, And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, and she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight when the man of that the man was afraid, and turned himself, and behold a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning. Inasmuch as thou followest not young men, "'whether poor or rich.'" And now, my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning, that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then I will do, or then will, I do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth. Lie down until the morning. Amen. And that's reading verses 7 through 13 of the book of Ruth. Now, Ruth goes to Boaz with a radiant spirit of expectancy. She left home. Naomi said, you ought to go down there to where he's thrashing the wheat, down there where he's uh, doing the work that needs to be done. That's the barley that he's working in. And Naomi left, I'm sorry, Ruth left. Home with a spirit of expectancy. No doubt her face aglow. No doubt her heart aglow. Because she'd known what a blessing it was to be in the presence of Boaz there in the field. And now she's been offered uh, to be in the presence in the family. Praise God. Amen. And so she leaves doing Naomi's bidding. And I'm telling you, the many mercies that have been strong in her pathway. The experiences that she'd had up until that time during the harvesting season was just a rich foretaste of the greater blessings that lay ahead of her there. Amen. I'm telling you, there's going to be many bestowments of blessing in the pathway of Ruth. God had been laying her handfuls of purpose. Boaz had said that that phrase, that popular phrase. He said, let let fall handfuls of purpose for her. And God had been laying down handfuls for Ruth and allowing her to come to that place. You see, the instructions that Naomi gave her, no doubt were, based on the biblical instructions in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 25 and verse number 5. Here's what the Bible said. If brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without, uh, unto any stranger her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her and so you see in the custom of the Jews the law of God that God had said unto them that when a woman's husband died if he had no children they have no offspring then she's not to marry just anybody she's not to marry a stranger although she's a widow and free to marry he said she ought to marry a kinsman she ought to marry a brother so somebody that could carry on the lineage somebody that would keep the uh, the family name going and so Ruth is offering herself to Boaz as the near kinsman because Mahlon is dead her husband is dead and they had no children she's a widow amen now Ruth knowing what the law said she knows now that the law is on her side are you listening to me listen I remember when the law was against me I remember when the law pointed me out as a sinner I remember when the word of God showed me that I was lost and condemned, and when the Word of God was preached, the Word of God was a stranger to me. The Word of God was a, a threat to me, an enemy to me. The Word of God called me out for what I was, and the Word of God condemned me. But I'm going to tell you, when I came into a relationship with the Redeemer, amen, when I met the Lord Jesus, He took away those writings of ordinances that was against me, and now the law's on my side. Now the Word of God exclaims and proclaims, I'm saved by the grace of God. And the word of God proclaims me birthed in the family, placed in the family as good as seated in the heavenlies with Christ our Lord. Thank God that the law is now on our side. Amen. Now Ruth knew that the law was on her side and she makes this venture to go towards this man. Uh, She is soon commended by Boaz for her obedience and he speaks of her virtuous womanhood. Uh, Listen to me. I'll say something right here right quickly uh, before I go too much further in this. Uh, This ceremony that took place here while he laid himself down in the night and she was to come and uncover his feet and lay down at his feet listen there was nothing inappropriate there it was not some kind of a uh, some kind of a worldly thing we've seen so much television most people have we've heard so many wicked country songs and uh, country music songs and rock and roll songs that you you hear this you've read these filthy romance novels and and all that kind of stuff you've got a lot of filth in your mind probably a lot of people do and they read this story and they think something vulgar was going on here, but the Bible says this was a virtuous woman and this is a virtuous man. These people had valor. These people had character and they were not sinning. They were not committing fornication. Amen. They were not committing sin there, but she came and laid down, that's offering herself prostate at his feet. Now he's asleep, but he was wakened in his sleep. The Bible said that he woke up afraid. Now, I don't know if that actually means that he'd had a nightmare or that heard something. It startled him awake. But I do believe that it means that he was startled awake. He was awakened quickly. And you've had that happen in the night. Just you wake up quickly. You know something's wrong. Something's amiss. Something has changed. Well, that's what happens. And so Boaz is awakened out of his sleep. Finds her there. And he talks to her about her virtue. He says, you're a virtuous woman. He speaks to her about her own obedience. And he speaks to her about her virtuousness. And then he avows his kinship to her. He says I am a near kinsman. But then he interposes with a statement which at first sight might look like a regrettable fact he says there is a brother that holds a prior claim he says there is somebody that's closer to kin than I am he admits there is someone that is nearer of kin than I am and the matter of redeeming the inheritance must first be submitted to him and so he says to her that you just wait you stay here to the night and in the morning I'll go and check on it I'll go and, and find out what this kinsman will do now he says if he he will do the part of a kinsman, he can do it. But if not, he said, don't you worry, I'll take care of it. Amen. Now, there's a deep spiritual lesson, I believe, to be learned from that custom. You see, it teaches that the defenseless soul has a claim in Christ. Are you listening? The sinner has a claim in Christ. Now, not not that, uh, that you can require Christ to do something. Not that you can uh, demand or command Christ. To do something. Oh no, 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 my friend. We don't have any demands that we can make of God, but it is saying that we have a uh, we we have a cause. Christ will come to our cause. We have a, a claim. I can't think of a better word on Christ in this that he was the son of man and has become a near kinsman to man he knows what it's like to be flesh and blood he knows what it's like for to face temptations he knows what it's like to live in this world he came and lived in a body of flesh and clay for thirty three and a half years yet without sin he became like a man he was a man he was born the son of man he was the son of God but he was the son of man as well he was just as much man as he was God. Amen. He's 100% man and 100% God. He did not lay aside his Godhood but yet he took on humanity that he might become a near kinsman to us. Amen. The songwriter Charles Wesley, he expressed this vital matter in his beautiful hymn. Here's what he said. All my hope on thee is stayed. All my help from thee I bring. Cover my defenseless head with the shadow of thy wing. He said at the in that great song Jesus lover of my soul that was written somewhere around about 1740 and Charles Wesley was talking about Jesus he said my hope all of my hope is on thee but he said it's on thee stayed in other words he said I've hung it on you and you can carry it you can take place of it and all my help from thee I bring Uh, the only help I'm going to get the only hope I've got is in Jesus you see Ruth has come to Boaz as a helpless widow but one that recognizes His ability and one that trusts His love. Amen and amen. She's asking him to take her part. She's asking him uh, to take her to himself and to make her his bride and a part of his royal family. Listen, that's a beautiful picture of how a sinner comes to Christ for salvation. Listen, whether it be walking down the aisle, or whether it just be bowing your head and submitting to God, or whether I don't know how it be in your case, but it's when you come to the place that you recognize you're a bankrupt sinner, that you're a broken sinner, you recognize that you, you have no hope, no help. There's nowhere else to turn. And yet Jesus is there. And you not only know he can save, but you know he is now willing to save. Amen. You can call upon him and you can turn to him and ask him for salvation. Thank God I'm glad he'll save. Amen. I'm glad he'll save unto the uttermost them that will come to God by him. So you've got the guiding hand as Naomi led her to Boaz. Listen, we need some children of God that will live people and point people to the Savior and then the sinner needs to have a glowing hope in the fact there's hope for you friend there is hope for you the Bible says him that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out those are the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen if you'll turn to Jesus he can save you and I believe he will save you he's not willing that any should perish but that all should have eternal life thank God amen I know that's right he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants you to have eternal life and to know the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let me move on to my third point. In verse number 14 of Ruth chapter number 3, the Bible says, and she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another, and he said, let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Now that phrase, she rose up before one could know another, says that there was nothing improper in their relationship. There was nothing inappropriate in what was done that Amen. And then, of course, he said, let it not be known that a woman came into the floor, and that was to protect her, as well as to protect him. He said, don't let somebody think that something wrong had taken place. Alright, look at verse 15. Also he said, bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And and by the way, she was not naked. She had her veil upon her. Amen. She was covered, and, and had other clothing as well. But she took that veil, and when she held it, he measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law she said who art thou my daughter and she told her all that the man had done to her and she said these six measures of barley gave he me for he said to me go not empty unto the mother-in-law then she said this is her mother-in-law said sit still my daughter until thou know how the matter will fall for the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day amen amen so he bestows a gift upon her in chapter number two he gives her uh, drops handfuls of of barley, he hands her a little bit of of corn, but now he bestows her much more. Amen. She gets this from the hand of Boaz rather than from the servants in chapter two. Amen. And Boaz does not give any any straw with the grain that he bestows. These is this is already beat out. This is six measures. That's the best that he can give her without giving himself. Amen. What an illustration this supplies of the free grace of Christ that Christ is willing to offer to the sinner. Amen. He offers himself to us to dwell in our heart by faith amen in order that we might be filled with all the fullness of God amen when Christ saves you he fills you with glory divine he fills you with joy divine joy unspeakable and full of glory when you get saved by the grace of God amen if if we were to trust the master then we would see that he'd give us more and more the more we trust him amen if we just give him more of our time and more of our fellowship he could give us greater supplies in five minutes, then in weeks of self-effort without him. Amen. Truly, this gift of Boaz was measured, but the gifts our Lord gives are immeasurable, and they're without price. Amen. Now, I imagine as Ruth goes home to Naomi, there's a radiant joy on her face. There's a cheer in her step. Amen. As she rehearses to Naomi the words of this man, and says what he said to her, and she set, shows forth that expression of goodwill that he had given her, and he says there's more to follow. Amen. These two lonely widows had given themselves up to each other and figured they would be no more help but now they can rejoice that Ruth is about to enter into a relationship with one who is caring more about her and much more able to care for her than Naomi ever could herself. Amen. Amen. The advice this woman gives to her daughter-in-law is very befitting. She says, Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. Let me say this. Listen, sinner. You can trust God. If you'll call on him, if you'll throw yourself upon him, you can trust him. Call upon him today while you can. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there, but Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God, as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.